Welcome to Mind Meets Body and Soul, a podcast that connects the dots between clinical mental health and spiritual holistic wellness. I'm Heather, a licensed clinical social worker and mental health guru. And I'm Devin, a Reiki master, spiritual teacher, and lover of all things woo-woo. We're here to discuss various wellness topics, highlighting the connection between the mind, body, and soul. We'll be offering nuggets of wisdom from each of our fields with the ultimate goal of bridging the gap between our two worlds. Whether you lean more into cognitive psychology or flow with the woo-woo waters, our intention is to help you prioritize yourself and unlock a fresh perspective to healing, growth, and expansion. We're so excited you're here. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Meets Body and Soul. Heather here with my co-host. Hi, Heather. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Devin? I'm doing well. Happy to be recording this episode. It's the episode that comes out the end of the month, so it's one of our favorites. Yes, and we this month we have a very, very special guest joining us. Uh, we have Jennifer Kassan Trapuka, who is a local New Jersey resident, founder, and editor in chief of the Hoboken Girl, the Montclair Girl, and the Asbury Girl, three of New Jersey's top lifestyle websites for locals by locals. She's also the founder of the Local Girl Media Group, a hyper local news and media network. Before she worked as a media entrepreneur, she was an editor at Condé Nast and a school counselor in the Bloomfield Public Schools. When she's not working or exploring local gems with her team of local editors and writers in the North Jersey area, she works with several animal rescues as a foster and is an advocate for adults and children living with congenital heart defects, such as her own, through the Adult Congenital Heart Association. In her spare time, she enjoys spending quality time with her husbands and dogs in the Catskills. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's just so exciting. Jen, what have you not done? Oh my gosh, that is quite the extensive bio there. Oh, yes, it's been a been a journey. Jack of all trades over here. <laughs> Jen, we're so excited to have you here. I know as a guest contributor for the Hoboken Girl. This is actually like the first time we're getting the chance to meet and see each other, even though we've emailed, you know, countless times. So this is really exciting for us to have you here. And we're so excited to dive into this episode. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. So let's just get right into it then. Um, You started your career in education, but now you have an ever-growing media group. Tell us about making this transition How did you find the courage to trust that you were being called to do something else? I always was a connector and kind of creative entrepreneur at heart well before I was a school counselor um, and really well before I started the local girl media group. Um, You know, it kind of goes back to when I was younger. I was in eighth grade. I started a town-wide newspaper. My dad would drive me to like a local vet, the local uh, pizza shop and help me just, I would just walk in by myself asking for them to take out a $15 ad in my little magazine that I created on, on computers. Uh, and, and my, you know, my parents helped me like print the copies and then we would drive them around and, uh, 
and distribute them. It was it was a really uh, small little <laughs> peak and I guess foreshadowing into what I do now. Uh, but fast forward, I went to college for psychology. I have a master's in counseling psychology. Um, I worked as a school counselor in public schools, as you mentioned, and I grew up in North Jersey. But when I moved to the Hoboken area to start my job, I really didn't feel connected to the community. Uh, I didn't know how to make friends in this new city that I had moved to. I didn't really have a big network here. And my passion, as I shared, was always writing and exploring areas. Uh, my my eighth grade magazine, uh, besides selling ads, I had to uh, have an editorial side to it. And it was all about just our local uh, town. So it was from a pet corner where the vet would share vet tips to all about you know, the word of the day or the word of the month, uh, it was obviously typed out. So it was <laughs> um, very specific, but um, I always had that desire to write. Uh, I had started blogs and in college. And so it, the idea just came to me. It was kind of a New Year's resolution after I had moved there to really start exploring the neighborhood. And that was back in 2012 uh, when I had been there for a while and I just said I need to do something new so I started writing about all of the local spots I would go to I would take pictures post them on my at the time it started as a WordPress blog and it just kind of grew from there fast forward to I was working in the school it started to catch on uh, people think that it was just a quick all of a sudden just left my job and started this and it really wasn't I it took a lot of courage uh, to leave my job. I actually left it about five years in. So I was doing Hoboken Girl on the side for a few years, uh, really just blogging and creating and writing. And I used my experience there to get a job at Condé Nast as an editor. And that's when I was able to leave my school job to really break into the editorial field. It was not until about two years later, after working at Condé Nast for two years as a digital editor, which how they hired me with virtually no experience besides my eighth grade newspaper and Hoboken Girl, I don't know, uh, but uh, I was helping them with their social media. I worked at Brides Magazine. Uh, I helped them with writing celebrity content. I did a lot of different things. I really soaked up my time there. Um, and I'm a very cautious entrepreneur. I, I talk about that sometimes. I'm not one to just say, okay, I'm going to do it and just jump off, you know, whatever it is. I, I really want to make sure everything is aligned. So I took my time. I soaked up all the knowledge at Condé. I really enjoyed my time there, but it really made me feel like I knew I could do it at that point. I had the experience because before I, it was a dream, but I really didn't have the concrete tools that I needed to truly grow a brand from the ground up. And so, yeah, that kind of is the, the start to it all, uh, how I felt truly called to, to do it, something else. Amazing. You know, hearing your story now and like meeting you for the first time, I'm like, of course, you were always meant to do this. Like this was just always, you know, the path for you. And it's funny because Heather and I talk about this a lot. Like in hindsight, we're able to look at where somebody is and we're like, well, yeah, duh. Like, of course, like, of course, Heather has her own therapy business and employs many other therapists and has all these wonderful corporate contracts. 
Similarly, Jen, I also started my own business in spirituality and energy healing and whatnot. And it's funny because we're here now at this point and we're like, well, yeah, duh, of course we're here. But at the time, like it really is just such a, an act of courage or like a leap of faith. And like, you know, from what you're saying, it sounds like you really didn't have any idea of what you were doing and yet you knew exactly what you're doing. It's like yeah. the dual part of that there. So, you know, just really cool to like be, that. yeah, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's entrepreneurship for you. Um, but thank you for sharing that. It's so inspiring. And I think we always talk about Heather and I too, with the way that social media is portrayed. And, you know, when you see a successful thriving business, you look at them and you're like, wow, they're so successful. They're doing it. I could never do that. I don't know how they did it. And what you just so beautifully explained is that it wasn't like an overnight success type thing. It was a lot of baby steps and conscious planning that got you to where you are. So thank you for mentioning that. It really is so important to emphasize that it is like climbing a mountain and sometimes you fall back down a little bit and then you truly get up and have to keep walking. Sometimes you just stay in place for a minute to get your footing. It, it really, when you think about it, analogy wise, it just, it never is a linear process. And anyone that says it's super easy is not being truthful because it's really, really hard, regardless of what career you're in, regardless of what type of entrepreneurship, there's challenges that every entrepreneur faces, uh, whether they're just starting out or they're 50 years in. It feels so aligned to that you are here and just hearing all of this background information about you. Some I knew and some I didn't. And you are like the perfect blend of, or a lot of what you described is like the perfect blend of Devin and I. You and Devin both came from schools and transitioned out into totally different careers. You and I both have psychology backgrounds. Like there's so many different things that you're speaking to that like I resonated with and I could hear a lot of I'm sure Devin resonating with a lot of what you're saying. So I'm really excited to hear. And thank you for talking about and speaking to the challenges and the courage that it takes because Devin and I, a few episodes ago, had a whole conversation on social comparison and the things we see on social media versus like reality. And I think it's really important for us to hear from someone like you that has grown this amazing, incredible company and social media following and is doing all of this work, it's a helpful reminder to us who are still new on in our business journeys to know that like, okay, we're all on this mountain and you've been in our place before. So it's really inspiring to hear that. Glad to hear it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a constant evolvement. I think when you're you are always evolving if you're not, then you're really not going to grow because it, you have to just take what comes. I mean, social media changes any minute. Uh, the way we consume information is changing. The way we purchase things is changing. The way we interact with each other is changing, you know, for better or for worse at times. Uh, but it's, it's constant. So yeah, it, it, no matter where you are in it, you have to just be really open to the change and the evolution of what comes with it. You know, having had a few guests on this podcast now, I truly am never surprised yet somehow always surprised by like the connections that we have as Heather was mentioning. Like you really are like in so many ways, a hybrid of what Heather and I both, both bring to the table or who we are. And 
you may not know this, but Heather and I first started this podcast after we had a really successful, fun Instagram live back in January. And the reason why we had this Instagram live is because I saw her article on your site oh my gosh, so about fun. setting full, full circle moment coming full it. circle. <laughs> yep. About yeah. setting intentions, not New Year's resolutions. And that is what prompted me to reach out to her. And so we have you to thank for oh, the conception of oh, our, um, our podcast. So great. Awesome. Yeah. There's so many connections that I have made in 12 years. It is truly unbelievable when I think about it of how Hoboken Girl starting there and all the way to the local girl media group that we've grown has created for, for me, for our team, for just, you know, our way in the community. And I, I think the things that I'm really proud of with Hoboken Girl and just in general is besides being a media outlet, besides being, you know, an information portal for different avenues of lifestyle content, local news, we really are community connectors. We truly try to provide resources for, um, you know, marginalized groups, for just local residents moving to the area, for, uh, you know, so many different avenues. Uh, we are, you know, proud sponsors of local pride events. We do a lot of things that I think, um, you know, really connect us to the community. And uh, we also have a side arm of Hoboken Girl, which is called Hoboken Girl Helps. And this is to bring uh, local resources uh, to our neighbors and local nonprofits. So essentially, our two volunteer coordinators who are part of the team, Jordan and Joelle, we host events throughout the year, whether they're virtual events or fundraising events or in-person events for different nonprofits to really raise awareness around them. And we started that about five years ago. And to date, we've you know raised over $30,000 for different local nonprofits and organizations, um, which has been just so wonderful. And the one I just want to share because it's it just means so much is we every year for the last few years we've partnered with the flow initiative for period poverty uh and helping with individuals who menstruate and helping them with uh, getting supplies uh, there's a huge shortage of supplies due to socioeconomics or accessibility in even the north jersey area and so uh, with this local nonprofit, we worked we started doing uh, every year collection drives for uh, period products. And we, I don't even know the number, but you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of period supplies collected, which then they use as packages and they give to local high schools or different areas that need uh, some physical supplies. But the coolest part about it is with all of our advocacy work through that and just publishing it on Hoboken Girl and Mon the Montclair Girl and our sister brands, it's actually become a new New Jersey law through Governor Murphy that I think it's high schools must provide period product access to all uh, local uh, students. So it's really, really exciting that in 2024, something that we have a small part of, I'm not taking any credit for it, the Flow Initiative is the main people behind it, but it's so amazing to be able to amplify local causes and truly uh, you know, give back to the community in a bigger way. My social work heart is beaming. And it's one of the things that I love about the Hoboken area. I live in Jersey City, but 
it's so community driven. And I think the fact that you were able to create such a sense of community because it was something that you were longing for, but now you're driving so many connections for people in need, but also for communities and other small businesses. And I think like everything, I stand behind everything that you guys do and stand for because it really is like so incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really amazing to see it all come to life. And it's people always say, oh, you're the whole book and girl. And I say, no, 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 it is a total team effort. I am the farthest thing from it at this point. I really, you know, I, my team takes all the credit. They do such amazing work. So it's awesome. So coming off of not that you are the Hoboken girl, but you are, it was your vision and it is something, it's like, you know, something that you created. We'd love to hear about a little bit more about your experience as a female entrepreneur. If you have any tips or words of wisdom for our listeners who are, whether they're thinking about a career change or wanting to like lean into something that they're passionate about or creating a sense of community, we'd just love to hear more about that. Yes. I mean, being a female entrepreneur is so wonderful. You get to connect with so many amazing people in, I mean, I can't count the number of incredible women that I've met just working with Hoboken Girl and being able to highlight them in whatever way or just connecting with them, you know, on a networking level. But it's it's a wonderful thing. And it also, you know, it can be, especially for me, I'll, I'll be honest, my experience in the beginning of Hoboken Girl, I remember, you know, not being taken seriously just by actually being a woman <laughs> and then uh just what I was doing posting pictures writing things on a blog you know what what is this tweeting and at the time in 2012 it was very new uh so people didn't really take it seriously and i remember you know people saying oh how's your little blog you know or those little comments were you know it's it's maybe very innocent but sometimes not and i think i was really able to continue to just persevere and know my own values and pursuing what I really thought was going to be something I was passionate about. I really didn't have a business. I, I know that my background is seemingly very entrepreneurial, but it was just a passion project. It truly was just for writing, meeting people, amplifying local businesses and things that I loved. And that was it. And I really focused on that. And I think when you have that passion for what you're doing, it will shine through. And people, whether you they already take you seriously or they will once they see your passion, they they will. And so I, you know, I really just kind of try to tune out those they're very small voices, but sometimes those little small voices are way bigger than the really lovely ones that are probably more, uh, but we always listen to the, the, the few negative ones. Uh, so it's still, you know, it's social media, it's all of that. Sometimes there's, you know, really valuable feedback. And, you know, sometimes it's just a passing comment on the internet. Uh, and so, you know, you always just have to persevere, surround yourself with people that believe in you and celebrate your successes and also can be honest with you when, you know, they think I have a group chat with a few of my entrepreneurial friends and we'll ask each other really tough questions about like, Hey, is this okay to post? Or, you know, the, we, this happened with a client. Can we, what do you think? You know, and it's kind of a safe space. So surrounding yourself with those types of people is really, really helpful as well. 
it's forever a challenge um, just being an entrepreneur, I think, but viewing yourself in the way that you want to be perceived is also really important and just believing in yourself in that way. Um, you know, just sometimes it's as simple as for me, it was practicing before a client call that I knew was going to be really difficult, truly mirroring it with myself. I mean, it goes back to my psych background, but just talking it out uh, before I got on the call. So I knew what I wanted to say and wrote it down. You know, I think the confidence builds as you get older. There's definitely still days that not confident at all. You know, you have this imposter syndrome that just never leaves as an entrepreneur, I think. I don't even think Richard Branson has, <laughs> he probably has a little imposter syndrome here and there, maybe not at this point, but you know, you think about entrepreneurs um, and we just always are moving forward and you have to just focus in that way. But I think it's really important to be super confident in the decisions you make, even if there are other options and knowing when to also just say, okay, we made a mistake. Let's pick up the pieces and redirect. It's, I think I learned more throughout my tenure with mistakes than I have with, with successes. I couldn't agree more with truly everything that you just shared there. I mean, going back to what you first started with, especially at the time when you were in a process of starting your business, I don't know if there was a lot of space for female entrepreneurship at that time. You know, like we were a very male-dominated field. And today we're definitely seeing that shift. We're seeing a rise in female entrepreneurship. It's really inspiring. It's really great to see the women like yourself who so bravely started a business during those earlier times and now are seeing the fruits of your labor and all of that. But to speak to what you were talking about with like when we, when you have a vision, and I, I know that I can I can really resonate with this and I'm sure Heather too, like when you have a vision, oftentimes it's not one that everybody is on board with or that everybody understands. And it's really challenging to push forward and work towards that vision because you don't even know what it is or how you're going to get there. You just have this big picture vision and there's something, there's like a little like light on within or a little, like I like to call it higher self knowing that you're like, this is what I'm going to be doing. And I have no idea how I'm going to get there. Yeah. And then I think you fill it in with, you know, you start to grow, you start to figure out what's working, what's not. And you, you know, my team is everything to me. Like that is what makes our brand. I don't take any credit for anything we do these days because it is, it's truly a team effort. And you have to find those people that also complement your skills, you know, not necessarily mirror your skills. They, they need to bring, you know, things to the table that you may not be super proficient in so that you can learn from them and vice versa. And that is how the true growth happens. Devin and I talk about that a lot too, in that, like we complement each other. What Devin is strong in are not necessarily my areas of strength. And I think that's what makes such a beautiful team is having like all of that balance and everyone able to contribute and feel confident in their contribution and supported. And I love that you continue to speak to 
community in like your team and how amazing that they are and the work that they're doing. But then you have this group chat of community that you can go to of other entrepreneurs for support because I'm sure you learned this as a psych major, like we are social beings and we quite literally need connection in order to survive, in order to just get through this like messy thing, you know, called life that we're doing. So I love that the theme of community is really what's resonating and standing out to me a lot today. Yes, that is really one of our big pillars is building community, regardless of how it is, whether it's social, on our website, through anything that we do. And another thing that you mentioned too, that I just wanted to, you know, come back to was the whole piece around like really standing in your confidence and like in your knowing, because yes, when we are working towards a vision that, you know, nobody really quite understands or people don't really fully support or, you know, know where we're headed to, you mentioned this piece around staying confident in that. I think that's such a great point. And it's so helpful to hear that from somebody, a female entrepreneur like yourself, us being this wellness podcast, you know, we really like to draw those connections between the mind, body, and soul. We know that that confidence didn't just come from nowhere, right? Like that comes from intentional, whether that's like healing, self-care, you know, mindfulness and presence. So I would really love to ask you about that is like how you got to that place of like self-empowerment and self-confidence, if you wouldn't mind speaking to that. Yeah. So I really think that my confidence grew as I grew in my journey with Hoboken Girl and the Local Girl Media Group. It's not overnight. Sometimes it's truly, like I said, practicing before a phone call, writing down points that you want to make. Uh, and it's also just consistency. I've always felt that the more consistent you are with what you're doing, the more you know imperfect practice that you do with your craft, you will grow that confidence. And that really was what it was for me. I mean, when I was first posting on Twitter, on my blog, and I don't, we don't even call it a blog anymore. We're a full media site, but you know, at the time, I was just writing what I felt passionate about, what I had experienced. Uh, in a local business, for, for example. And I think overall, just really doing that daily really helps make you feel more confident because you're, it's just becoming second nature to you. Uh, I've always, as a person, prioritized my mental health. I'm an av big advocate of my health. I have a, um, a heart condition. I was born with a congenital heart defect, had open heart surgery as a baby, I'm monitored by a team of uh, very specialized cardiologists um, at Yale University because it's a very small population of people with my condition uh, that had my specific surgery. So I've always been very in tune with that part of my life, uh, my health. And in my 20s and 30s, it really struck home to me that I needed to advocate for my own health. Um, and, you know, being an entrepreneur and connecting that it you can get completely wrapped up in work and just forget about all that other stuff. And I think that for me, I was always so aligned with it, especially as I came into adulthood and was dealing with some health challenges with my heart that I really needed to take it seriously. So it was almost a blessing, I, I say, because it really forced me to pause, step back, 
I am that person that is go, 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 constant, you know, want to work. I love, I love work. I, I do it when I'm passionate about something, if it's a new project, whatever it is, I am in, um, I will work till midnight. It doesn't, you know, I don't expect that of my team, but I personally just love that, you know, energy around it. And you have, you, you can get very burnt out, which I have been. And that is when it's really helped me realize um, health-wise with my heart, with my mental health, it's so important to be able to take a step back. Um, I've always been an advocate, uh, having been in my background in psychology, that everyone should have a therapist. Uh, I personally go to acupuncture um, pretty much weekly. I have a rotation. I love a few acupuncturists in the Hoboken area and Jersey City area. Uh, I have been really, you know, just with my immune system, worked on things. I mean, I really try. That's that's how I really integrate my life. I structure it so that I can really prioritize, you know, mind, body, and soul. A lot of what I do is around my passions, whether it's work, whether it's fostering. I'm a big animal foster and um, animal advocate it comes together very holistically because it's, you know, ingrained in doing good in the world. And, you know, a lot of those interests align for my mind, body, and spirit. Um, and our brand also shows that we cover all the different things that are going on in the area for all different types of people. You know, we're not just a one track focus. It's, it's mental health, it's resources for, uh, you know, crisis intervention, it's resources for, uh, any type of thing, you just move to the area. We, we really try to integrate all of that for any type of person dealing with all different types of things. So it really is part of my passion to be very aligned. <laughs> Thank you for sharing about your personal experiences and your own wellness and really opening up about all of that. I think it's really helpful to hear and for our listeners and for us to be able to get to know you and feel more connected to you because of all that you've been willing to share. The other thing we we speak to so often, and you've already alluded to this very much, but we talk about balance every episode. It just kind of comes up, if not intentionally, naturally. So because you kind of already spoke to that, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, she is, I know that you're involved with um, the animal rescue and fostering animals. You also have this very important health and wellness piece of your life that is obviously something that you're passionate about, but also like important for your literal health and well-being. And then you have this media company that's also another passion of yours. And I just know when I get excited or passionate about something, it's easy to be like pedal to the metal, all in. So how do you have all of these things and you're a wife and you have this company, like all, all these things yeah. going on and how do you balance that? How do you manage that space? It's it's not easy. I won't pretend it is. Uh, my husband is a saint and he is super, he has a, you know, a job in the city and he's very busy as well, but we... Uh, we really take a lot of time together. We go um, up to the Catskills a lot. We're very connected, uh, but we do have to, in a sense, schedule in some of that time and just lay out our schedules in the beginning of the week and say, okay, what are you, what are you doing this week? Can you walk the dogs? Do I have to walk the dogs? You know, all of that normal stuff, but then when are we going to spend time together? Uh, so it is, it's something that you have to be very present with. You cannot just 
assume it's going to happen in a relationship or, you know, all of that. I mean, I think having our dogs grounds us a lot for both of us. Uh, we're both very maternal, paternal with our, with our animals. And so, you know, I'm one of us or both of us is always home by six or seven. If we're out, I work remotely most of the time. So a lot of the time I'm home and uh, we do, we really schedule in time together. Uh, I also have a few little tips, you know, for growing entrepreneurs that are trying to find balance. I have two phones. Uh, I do not use my personal phone for social media besides maybe Facebook once in a while, but I'm not I don't know. I'm aging myself out here. I'm I'm an elder millennial, but I have Instagram, TikTok, all of that on my work phone. I usually use that for all of the uh, work stuff we have to do. And then if I want to post something on my personal, I have to physically text it from my personal phone to my social phone so that I can post it. Uh, so it has to really be important, <laughs> you know, and sometimes just even the act of posting can be very time consuming. So it has to feel worth it, you know, so it's actually helped me. I recently implemented this. I'd done it a while back and then restarted with a second phone recently. And it has been so nice. My screen time has gone down. It can be a lot to look at your screen time when you work in media and get concerned, but you try to say, okay, this is part of my job. Uh, but yeah, I think having a second phone has actually been really great. Cause I also, while I can utilize it, I then can put it into the closet and say, okay, done for the day. Nobody can reach me. It's a weekend. I don't care, you know, what's going on, not happening this weekend, you know? So, uh, it's been really great to compartmentalize that. And that's something that's really been crucial for, you know, my husband and I, we, we spend a lot of quality time. We spend time with our friends, our family. And during those times, uh, it's, I've gotten a lot better with just being able to put a literal piece of work away because it mostly is right here on the phone. <laughs> you truly are speaking to all things that we really emphasize and value you know, in this podcast, in our own individual businesses as well, like everything from presence and mindfulness to boundary setting to communications and relationships. Two episodes ago, we just shared a conversation on love languages and, you know, spoke to the importance of quality time and or having those conversations around like how to show up best for one another in relationships. So, I mean, all of that. And what I think is so special about everything that you just said too, is that like the way that you show up in your personal life and the intentionality that you bring to your personal life is also what you bring to your business. Because yes, while your business necessarily not isn't anymore you, just you alone, it's still like such a reflection of you and everything that you bring to your own life. And that's truly what I believe to make like the best businesses are those that are run by, you know, conscious individuals who are also taking the things that they preach and putting that into practice. So really beautiful to get to know you in that way. And thank you for sharing that. Of course. So you have shared so much about who you are, how you have arrived at the place that you're at now, the challenges, the courage, the strength. But are there any additional words of wisdom or tips or things that you have to share for our listeners, regardless of their place or, you know, what, what's going on in their life? I think wherever you are, there is a lesson to be learned in that time. I've heard the statements from people, oh, man, you wasted 
time working in corporate when you could have been doing this or, you know, wow, you worked as a school counselor and and then you're doing this, you know, that must have felt like you wasted so much time. And I, I always say, no, everything has a purpose with what we do. I learned more in my school counseling job, I will say, for this job than I did at Condé, just because, you know, you really can take lessons from everything that you do. Um, and I would say, you know, how to interact with people you have at a school working as a school counselor, you're working with kids, but you're also working with parents, administration. And then if you translate that into what I do now, I work on the business development side of the local girl and it's, you know, working with clients, working with, uh, you know, our teams, readers, it it really translates into that communication. Uh, So it's always, you can take those skills that you've learned along the way and there's no wasted time. You can start at any time. I mean, I started young. I was 25 when I started Hoboken Girl, but I really feel like I learned so much along the way while I was working at different jobs. Uh, And I take every piece of that with just being part of my journey. And there's so much left to learn. It's not like I've arrived anywhere. It's it's truly just a constant learning process. Um, and I really think that uh, look around you, there are so many people that are A, probably in your corner that you didn't even realize are in your corner when you're feeling kind of down. I know that comparison feeling of just, you know, looking at other people saying, oh my gosh, they're so much further than me. Um, but, you know, if you're growing a business, if you're doing whatever it is that you're you know, focusing on, there will be people that really support you and lean into those. Um, they will be the people that truly, um, when you don't have that, that confidence in yourself, that sometimes you might lean on. And that has helped me so much having, you know, a really great network of local entrepreneurs and friends and even family that I know support my work and journey that really make me feel like I can do it on the days that I really can't. Um, And sometimes just talking to my husband and saying, oh my gosh, this happened today and this. And, and he's like, you're, you're killing it. Like, this is just a day, you know, a blip, like you have to deal with those ebbs and flows. And so um, lean into those people, especially during those times when you're just not, you know, at your 100% because we're not there all the time. But it's a it's a forever journey, and only the strong survive. <laughs> <laughs> You're so spot on with speaking to the consistency piece you spoke to a few times, but also looking for the opportunity. I'm constantly working with my therapy clients on, of course, things like gratitude and present focused awareness, but also looking for the opportunity in relationships or jobs or things that we think didn't work out, it might not have worked out how we intended it to or how we had hoped that it would, but there is so much to learn from everything that we've gone through. And I think that's something that like, as I'm getting older in this new season of my life, I'm able to appreciate how much I've learned and how much I'm going to learn. I'm like so excited about like all of the learning that's still to come. And I think if we can hold on to that, those opportunities, that the mistakes are teaching us things, that's a really helpful tool to be able to navigate and evolve and adapt in this ongoing mountain that we're all climbing. Yes, so true. When you take those 
into account. You really set yourself free in a way where you don't feel like every, you don't hold on to those as tightly in a negative light. You say, oh, wow, look what I learned from that. You know, it really is a, it's a learning process forever. And I, that is my biggest self-discovery that I just love learning. And it is constantly a journey in entrepreneurship that you're always learning. If you're not learning in your business, then it's time to think about your next path because I feel like forever you will be learning new things in entrepreneurship. Speaks to the spiritual teacher in me. Yes, no time wasted, always opportunities for learning, always opportunities for growth and evolution. And I think just as we wrap up, it's really inspiring for those who maybe find themselves wanting to take a step in a different direction or, you know, just erase whatever it is that they've been doing and start anew. And so this has been such a helpful conversation. You've shared so many nuggets of wisdom. Thank you so much, Jen. Before we say goodbye, is there anything that you would like to share, any events that are coming up, any offerings that you have with any of your endeavors? Yes. So we have a couple things that are really exciting coming up. First thing is our period poverty drive is back. Uh, so even if you're not local to the Hoboken, Jersey City, Montclair areas, wherever you're listening from, we have an Amazon wish list that as of October 20th will be live on our sites. Uh, and that is essentially a wish list that will be sent to the Flow Initiative. It's all period products, tampons, all different types of uh, menstrual supplies that are needed still. Obviously, the law isn't in place yet, and there's still a need in other areas of the communities. And so we're super excited to be kicking that off. It's a two-week time frame. So if anyone's interested, please head to hobokengirl.com or themontclairgirl.com, and you can get more info. You can always search period poverty drive 2023 Hoboken Girl. That usually pops it up on Google. Uh, so that's really exciting. And we also, on the Local Girl Media Group platform, uh, I, I am a coach and instructor of our platforms for, you know, it's my education background, kind of sharing knowledge. Uh, so you can always follow at the Local Girl HQ, uh, which is our social media platforms for the Local Girl Media Group. And my personal Instagram is the Jennifer Trip. Uh, we're launching our 50 Days to 10K uh, or 10K in 50 days. It is a 50-day calendar and essentially guide with workbook, all these activities to grow your Instagram to 10K in 50 days, uh, which we have done twice over. I did it twice over the summer with my team uh, to grow the Catskills Girl and the Asbury Girl. We're now organically at you know 20-something thousand uh, followers on each platform and did it with all organic growth. So we're sharing all of our knowledge in a 50-day program, uh, which is really fun and you can do it at your own pace. So it's kind of just like an ebook download guide, but I'm super excited about that. It's just education is such a passion of mine, even when it comes to social media. So can't wait to have that released very soon. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be sure to include all of these links and everything in our show notes as well for all of our listeners. So um, I 
I've said it once. I've said it. I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it. I love everything that you're doing. I am so appreciative to have someone like you in the community to share space together. And thank you for coming on and joining us here today. It's just been incredible. I can't wait to like listen back to this whole episode. So thank you so much, Jen. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jen. And we will be back for another episode next week of Mind Meets Body and Soul. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. We are so glad that you took the time to share this space with us. We'll be releasing new episodes of Mind Meets Body and Soul every Tuesday, so be sure to give us a follow and share this podcast with those you love. To connect with us and join our communities, Head to the show notes where you'll find our contact information and individual websites. Until next week, stay grounded, keep growing, and trust that everything you seek is unfolding for you.